0: Hello, and thank you for listening to Stuff I Heard. This is the Stuff I Heard podcast. I am your host, Joshua Peek. Hi. Um, today is September 1st, Saturday. Saturday. If you're listening to this on the Anchor app, you just heard an intro by Suzanne Santos. Uh, you can pick up her album. Is it still called an album if it's digital? I mean, you know, when I was a kid, you had to buy the album, you know, and it was like a thing, that you know, vinyl. And then after a while, it wasn't vinyl because it was something else. Um, anyway, um, CD is it? Even, do even people even buy CDs anymore? Records, tapes, no. Suzanne Santos, S U Z A N N E S A N T O S. The song that was playing is called "Ghost in My Bed," and the album name is Ruby Red. Um, it's good stuff. She's got a she's got powerful lyrics, powerful voice. Um I was discussing this recently with somebody about how music has changed so much over the years. Um when I was a kid, 70s rock was it, like, you know, the Beatles were a big deal, Elvis was a big deal, um Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson, uh Loretta Lynn, um Led Zeppelin, these things, you know, kind of helped mold my youth. Um Leonard Skinnerd, Hank Williams Jr., Hank Williams Sr., um, and then somewhere along the way, I ended up having a stepdad who had like 500 records. Who, when CDs came out, he went, "Here, you can mess with these. I'm going to get CDs." And I suddenly had 500 CDs, 500 tape or, or records to go through, and a cool um, setup with uh like a stereo with like a dual tape cassette thing and a radio a record player and I would go back and I'd listen to these records and I'd find the really cool stuff and I would record it and then I had something cool to listen to and you know there's a lot of people who are 80s music fans I wasn't one of those people um there's not a lot of music in the 80s where I was really excited about music I didn't connect with it it just wasn't for me um a lot of eighties music was about success and having fun. And in the eighties I was not successful or having fun. Um it was hard. We were poor. We were we were broke. And you know, it was all about living life to excess. And our life was living by our shoestrings. Um doing whatever we could to try and make it stretching food as far as possible. Um it was rough. But then in the 90s, right when music started to get way too produced, uh, there was a sudden emergence of grunge music. Now, some people call it the Seattle Sound, some people call it grunge, some people just call it rock and roll. Music took a turn. Um, Guns N' Roses had come out and just kind of exploded the music scene in like 89, 90 um, but they were also on that fast train of you know doing drugs and partying a little too hard and drinking a little too hard and kind of self-imploding themselves. And the AIDS epidemic was out. Suddenly it wasn't about excess. It was about, oh my God, I don't know what to do with myself because everything can kill you. And we didn't know what, what caused AIDS. We didn't know how you got AIDS or how you transferred AIDS. But suddenly AIDS was like the thing people talked about in the early 90s. And then grunge music came out where basically the music was about how we're thinking about everything and and we're left with our thoughts and we feel angry and we feel angst and we feel abandoned and neglected and angry about it and disassociated. And suddenly people start leaving reviews on Rolling Stone magazine about so-and-so singing with apathy. And you're like, wait, I don't even know what apathy means. you got to imagine, now this was before Google. And you didn't have the internet. And you had to go to the library and look up the word apathy. Because if you asked anybody around you, what is apathy? They go, Mm-mm. Words like apathy, empathy, uh, surrealism, um, angst. You know, suddenly words had different meaning and different impact. You know, it was, it was sort of the birthplace and time frame, I guess you'd say, of culture evolving Uh, we suddenly cared what people said to each other in the 80s I don't think we did so much I think we there was a lot of people who tried to use shock value in order to get your attention Um, Roseanne Barr um, Dice Clay Andrew Dice Clay um, Sam Kennison I mean there were people who just tried to jolt you into going oh my god to get a reaction because that was how you became popular and, you know, in the 90s, everything sort of changed. And I think it changed with that music. I remember working, and I was a young man at the time. I think I worked at a, at a grocery store called Winn Dixie. Um, and I think I'd gotten off work and come home, and I turned on my television on MTV. This was back when MTV actually showed music videos. But I turned on MTV, and there was a guy named Matt Penfield. Um, he's this bald headed fella who uh, was super pasty white, uh, but he was kind of the the video DJ of the time who was going to show you what the cutting edge of music was going to be. And he's like, he hosted a show called 120, music, 120 Minutes of Alternative Music. And suddenly the word alternative got thrown around. I was like, yeah, yeah, this stuff's super popular, but here's some stuff that's alternative. And right away, I think they played Nirvana, uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit, and... Pearl Jams Alive and Nine Inch Nails Head Like a Hole and Soundgarden Black Hole Sun and Song After Song After Song. I was like, holy crap, this something about that music got me passionate about music. And I don't want to say it was for the first time, but honestly, it was for the first time I got excited about music because suddenly I don't know if it was the timber or the tone of the singers, or if it was the the teenage frustration that I had at the time of being, you know, fifteen sixteen years old, not really having a say in life, but also trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do. When I realized that my parents were barely adulting as they were, you know, I, I have this theory that most adults are barely adulting, uh, or what I call unsupervised adulting. We don't really know what we're doing. We're just trying to figure it out. Now maybe through the internet we can help each other get a little better, and through community we can help each other get a little better, but at the time, nah, not so much. Um, You know, God bless my mom, she tried, but my mom was very busy. Um, And it gets like that. I was like that with my kids. I was very busy. And when I wasn't busy, I was very sleepy. We all tried to do the best we can, and hopefully it gets a little better each generation. Hopefully. The good thing is, is now we have the internet. So now we can like leave cataloged information behind and some maybe somehow somebody can watch it and relay this information to the next generation and say, hey, listen, here's some stuff that I learned. Here's the challenge, though. How do you make it appealing? How do you make it so that people want to take part in it? How do you make it so that anybody cares? There's always going to be... A moment where you realize that the things that you're trying to let other people know come across as white noise. It's just static. It's sort of like um, what's a good example? Um, okay. So a good example is like when a when a small child comes up to you and, t- and wants to tell you about their day and they just sort of ramble, and it's like blah 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 blah. blah. After a while, that's how you hear it in your brain, or like Charlie Brown whenever his teacher's talking and you hear wah, 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 and he's like, yes ma'am. After a while, conversation sounds like that. Even me. I know people right now are, are listening to me, and part of you are going, yeah, I'm not really listening, and I'm, I'm, I'm paying my bills, and I'm looking at this, and I've got my phone, and oh, what's going on with someone? What did he say? Is he talking to me? Is he talking to me? Am I? I wonder what I would have done differently had I have had a supercomputer smartphone in my hand, as a parent, because I'm watching, like my stepson right now is a is a is a young dad, and he's got a supercomputer, right here, in his hand. That he can look up information, he can share information, he can listen to music, play video games, control the TV, control the lights, whatever you want to do with the thing you can do now. There's all kinds of cool things that you can do with it. What is that like? What would have What would it have been like for me if I'd have been that age? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I know it is easy to get distracted in life. I know even for me, being a forty four year old grown up, it's easy to get distracted. Um, There's little things in life that get your attention. There's a podcast to do, or a YouTube thing to do, or a car show to go to. I went to a car show today, if you don't know. Um, I'm going to make a YouTube video, because i got to have things to juggle in the air, right? Just like you do. Uh, I went to a car show today in Florence, South Carolina. We had a car show at our local farmer's market. It's kind of a big deal. Um, I want to say there was probably 50 or so cars there today. Not a bad turnout for our little town really nice cars, too. Um, I put a lot of them on my Instagram. I I took probably 40 pictures or so. I put them on Instagram. Uh, Look up J-T-A-T-P-E-E-K and you'll see my silly face and some cars that I took, some pictures of cars I took. Um, They turned out really nice. The day was beautiful, Um, but I knew this was coming up. We live not far from it and there was a Uh, an advertisement that they mailed me because I've gone to them in the past. and So I was kind of anticipating going. Here's the tricky part, okay? I got off work yesterday after I got up at 4 a.m., worked all day, like 14 plus hours. Came home, had dinner, sat with the wife. I think I fell asleep on the couch for a minute, and then when I woke up, it was time to go to bed, and I was like, uh. So I don't know how much of that I was awake and how much I wasn't. But I went to bed around midnight knowing that I needed to be up by 6 this morning, 6-ish, so that I could go to the grocery store, go to Sam's, come home, get everything put up. I wanted to make some breakfast this morning. I wanted to get some coffee. And I, try, I wanted to try to be at this thing when they opened up. Because here's what's happened in the past. What's happened in the past is I've had to go on somebody else's schedule of this is what I want to do And then suddenly it's like, well, I want to go to the car show, and then when I go to the car show, it's like noon, and then you get one of the crummiest spots in the whole place. Not to say that there's really a crummy spot, but you kind of want to be up near the front where everybody is, because otherwise nobody sees your car. And it's kind of sucky to be in the back where it takes a while for people to ever come to you, even if they ever come to you. You know, it's not that I have the coolest car. It's not that I have the prettiest car. I don't definitely don't have the most expensive car. I probably had one of the cheapest cars there. Um, but it's cool to me. And I like to share it with people. I like for people to hang out and see it and be like, oh, cool, man, I remember that. That's what happened today. I was able to do all that stuff, and I was able to get to the place at, like, ten after eight. And at the time, there was only, like, five cars there. Cool deal. Even though when they gave me my my car number, like you get, when you register, they give you a little thing, and it says you were car number 22. I didn't really walk up there until I'd been there for a couple hours. I didn't figure there was a hurry. Um, But anyway. um, Got there. I got a good spot right up front. And then I thought, I should have brought my tent. Because it's hot. The sun was beaming down on me. Thank God I had, I wear this big white hat. And it's just to keep the sun off of my face. Thank God I brought that out with me, because otherwise I'd have been so sunburned and miserable. Um, I did pack some water bottles in a cooler. Uh, I packed some Mio squirt stuff. Uh, I picked one today that was orange tangerine. Yummy, yummy. Um, If you haven't tried it, it tastes like an orange creamsicle. It's delicious. Um, No sugar. Yay. Uh, I had made some bacon before I left the house. I made a tray full of uh, uh, thick slab bacon, the kind they get at at Walmart, not Walmart, uh, Sam's. It's that thick, I think it's called Wright brand, is thick slab bacon. I made a bunch of it before I left. I took it all with me. I figured I'm going to be sitting there with a bunch of hot rodders and, and car people. What a better way to make friends. I'm just going to walk up to random people and be like, hey, you want some bacon? And that's kind of what I did. I walked up to random people and I was like, hey, how you doing? My name is Josh. Want some bacon? And I I got introduced myself to a bunch of people and I got to meet a bunch of people and a lot of people were like, well, Yeah, right on man. So, you know. I guess uh I guess the moral of that story is if you're gonna make friends, bring bacon. It helps. Um but anywho, got there, got to show the car, got to have a good day, walked around the farmers market, um, got to see a lot of neat looking vehicles. Uh, a lot of projects in the works. A lot of projects finished up. Um, some that were completely unfinished. I saw this one guy who had a, a, a Ford Galaxy 500. Is that what it is? Ford Galaxy 500. Anyway, um, big huge body on this thing. The 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 paint on it was faded. It didn't look real pretty, but he was selling it for like six thousand. And I looked at it and I thought six thousand really. I don't know man and then I heard somebody come up and ask him about it and he said that it was the original owner had it in a barn and he found it it only had 12,000 miles on it it's a it's about a 50 year old car with only 12,000 miles on it he said I got it and I I, I tuned it up got it running smooth he said work's great can't even tell it's got any miles on it and I heard the guy going Really, only twelve thousand? He's looking at his wife, going, "Hey, baby, what do you think about this car?" You know, there's something cool about cars that that live their life in a garage where they're forgotten about and found later, and then you unsurface them and you haven't done anything to them other than get them running. There's something pretty cool about that. There was a nineteen twenty-three. Ford model T hot rod and it looked like a cartoon hot rod. Um with the giant wheels in the back and the chrome everything and the giant motor and the cool little spot where the driver sits and all that stuff and it sort of doesn't look like the car at all from what it used to look like. And I heard a couple of people looking at it. Walk away from it laughing saying the only thing that was that's original on this car is maybe the key And I looked at it again, and I thought you're right this isn't the frame that came on it These aren't the wheels that came on it. This definitely isn't the motor that came on it The body is fiberglass Hmm, I mean can't you just call it a hot rod and it'd be cool it sort of loses its appeal if it's all fake. If you're trying to pat... I guess it doesn't lose its appeal if it's still cool. Like, what 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 makes it cool? What makes it cool to the right person? If this car had just pulled up and been like, hey man, I just built this cool hot ride, everybody would be like, oh wow, cool hot ride. Do you have to date it? Do you have to be like, I'm passing this off as this car? Can't you just be like, I made a cool car? How did they register it? What what makes, what makes, what on that motor let them say, I'm going to register this as a 1923 Ford? There's got to be something on there where they were like, yeah, this is definitely one of those cars. I didn't see any evidence of that. But, I don't know. I, I'm not a, I'm not what you'd call a hot rodder. I just, I happen to own one, so... Thanks, Dad, by the way. <laughs> um, if you guys don't know, I got this this 1964 AMC Rambler from my dad uh, about, I want to say it was about seven years ago, because that's when I started YouTube. I went back and looked at my videos, and it, I think it was 2011. Um, but it's a cool little hot rod. It's a budget deal, and uh, I definitely don't see any of them like that anywhere. Um, I went today, and there was a Nash, which is kind of in the AMC family, Uh, a Nash Metropolitan, which is basically the size of a Mini Cooper, and the motor in it is about the size of a sewing machine motor. I mean, it's a little tiny thing. Um, If anybody knows about the Crosley car division, it looks like a Crosley. It's just a little tiny car. I'll put videos up, I, I, like I said, I got a YouTube video I'm going to make about the car show, and I'll put up pictures, and when you guys come across the blue and white tiny car, that's the one that's the Nash Metropolitan, Um. but, you know, there's a lot of cool stuff there. What I don't understand is, like, there were a lot of cars that were newer that were in the car show, what at at what point do you go no nah, why, why would you put that in this this is i mean unless you set up standards and you say it has to be like a 1970s and before or 1980s and before or whatever but there was like a couple of dodge challengers that were 2015 2017 2018 and don't get me wrong i love a dodge challenger i think they're amazing i think they are modern hot rods but do they go in the car show? Or is it my brain where I think that it that it's a classic auto kind of show when in fact it's just a quote-unquote car show? If it was just a quote-unquote car show, couldn't you say that everybody in the parking lot also were part of the car show because they drive cars? See, that's it. I, I just I, I don't know that, that they were sort of I didn't take pictures of those. The pictures you're going to see on Instagram, I didn't take pictures of those. Because those are just, in my opinion, cars. Cars that you could see now. Somebody had a couple of really pretty Mustangs that were dressed up. But honestly, they're Mustangs that you would see people driving around in every day, 20 and 30 deep in any parking lot. It's like, oh yeah, you have a Mustang. Good for you. There was a guy there with a Mini Cooper that was uh, done up real nice, um, but I was like, I, I don't see it. I don't see why... I don't know. Whatever. Whatever, man. You know, up where my dad lives uh, in Maine, when you go to a car show there, you bring your car, you put it on display, and the people who who come to view it, they pay a fee to come be part of the car show and see the cars, and it's, it's usually a small fee, but it helps the people pay for permits and electricity and whatever else they got to do to have the thing run smoothly. Down here, if you're going to show off your car, you pay them 20 bucks to put your car on the car show, and if there's a preferred parking area, you pay like another 30 which today, the preferred parking area was underneath the shelter that um, um, that the uh, farmer's market is part of if you've never been to Florence, South Carolina our farmer's market is built like a giant barn that you drive through like an A-frame barn with extensions on the sides you drive through it, you park on either side you, you drive through the middle and then there's vendors on either side that you can shop at and you can get fresh produce you can get flowers, you can get concrete benches you know, lawn ornaments, fountains, all kinds of stuff. Um, it's really cool. But, like I said, for this car show, if you wanted to park underneath, it's 50 bucks to park underneath. Is it worth 50 bucks? I don't know. I don't know. It would have been nice to be out of the heat. What I've noticed is a lot of people who want to sell their vehicle, they'll park underneath there because that does get the most traffic. So if you're looking to sell your vehicle, you park it under there, you put for sale on it, you're going to get a lot of eyeball seeing it. Um I don't know if that's why everybody does it that does it or if it's just maybe older people who don't want to be in the sun at all or it's somebody who really wants to show off their car. Um there was a guy there with like a new a newish Dodge Charger and he had neon everywhere. I mean neon in the in the wheels, neon underneath it, neon in the hood of the the engine compartment, neon on the inside. It was all like a glowing red neon, not necessarily neon. I say neon is is like a bright light. I think it's all LEDs now, so LED light. That low incandescent, is it incandescent? No, that would be an i. Low emissions diode is that the official term of LED? Anyway, he had red LED lights everywhere. He opened up the back trunk and he had mirrors and LED lights and for some reason a cake, or a display of a fake cake, I don't, I don't know what the point of the cake was, I looked at it and I was like, really, is that, you're going to have like a little tagline, have your cake and eat it too, I don't know, but anyway, back to the point, the car show was cool, I got lots of photos, I got video, go on my YouTube, Joshua Peak, and I'll post a video of running through everything and showing you what I looked at. Um, I haven't had a lot going on with listening to podcasts lately. I've been kind of busy with work, and honestly, the heat is kind of taking it out of me. I did listen to Bert Kreischer's most recent podcast where he was talking to a dietitian. Uh, let's see what the name of that was. Episode 303 on Tuesday with Cynthia Sass. Uh, she's a nutritionist and dietitian. uh, it's pretty good information, I think I had started listening to it the last time I made a podcast with you guys, I finished it finally, I know, dragged my feet, right, and I started listening to Joe Rogan, uh, interview a guy, the, the author, uh, Chuck Paulunik, P-A-L-A-H-N-I-U-K, I don't know how you pronounce that, um, he wrote Fight Club. Yeah, anybody ever watched the movie Fight Club? He wrote Fight Club. Um, apparently he won awards writing uh, several books. Fight Club, Choke, Lullaby, and a bunch of others. The interview with this guy takes a while to get off the ground because Joe thought he was talking to an author with some background information and he was off. And this guy kind of took offense to it. And so they started off on a bad foot and sort of stumbled for the first 10 minutes of the interview. They finally get into it at about minute 40, and then it gets a little better, and then it gets smoother. But this guy, Chuck, is not really a good interview. Um And I know that Joe is a good interviewer. And Joe wouldn't have had him on if he hadn't been interested in the guy. But it's sort of like interviewing somebody and, and trying to ask him, so what was your creative process, and how do you there's only so much information you can get out of a guy like this he's not a conversationalist um a lot of authors kind of like musicians are sort of broken in a way like like comedians i mean a lot of creative people are just sort of broken in their own special way and this guy chuck is no different and as far as a conversation i guess he didn't know that hey i'm going to be on joe rogan's podcast It's one of the biggest podcasts in the world and you know, maybe I need to be a little easier going with the with the freeform conversation. A little difficult to talk to. It's a little difficult conversation to listen to. Honestly, I'm I've got about an hour left in the conversation and I'm probably not gonna finish it. I'm probably gonna bounce and start listening to something else just because I'm bored with the guy. Um I'm not bored with Joe. Joe does a great job, always does, but this this interview just it's not for me. Um I have a podcast coming up this coming week. Um, I'm supposed to get together with my mom on Wednesday. um, And I don't know exactly what we're going to talk about. I don't know if we're going to get into who she is and what she does and what she wants to focus on. Which I'm sure I'll, I'll ask her about some of that because I want her to sort of promote things that she's involved in right now. Um, or if we'll be silly, and we'll talk about stuff that has nothing to do with any of that. Um, if you want to know how I got this way, it, it's a lifetime of having her as my mom, and having conversation with her, and my mom expects things to be a certain way. That's not a bad thing, it's just, it is what it is. And you'll understand what that means when you hear <laughs> Uh, let me reset my camera here. Alright. I gotta figure out how to change my camera settings. My camera for some reason only records about thirty minutes worth of video and then it wants to shut itself off and I have to turn it back on. I'm sure there's some kind of limitation thing that's in this programming and I gotta figure out how to alter it. Anyway. Um but anytime I have to reset my camera it means alright Josh, it's time to wrap it up, buddy. Cause I try and keep these around thirty minutes. I don't wanna bore you guys and honestly if you've ever tried to do one of these, and you're doing it by yourself, you have to figure out how your conversation is going to go, it's sort of like rowing a boat in a river. You're going to have to paddle, and you got to paddle that boat in a direction, and if you don't, your boat is adrift, and you are adrift, and nobody's going to want to listen to you. So, I do appreciate the fact that all of you guys are, are sticking with me, and, and you know listening to the thing, and sharing it, and... If you haven't, please leave me a review, give me a a, a, a positive review, hopefully, uh, five stars, I don't know if that's a thing, but um, I appreciate everybody who does tune in, and I'm going to continue to try to get a little better at this, and I'm going to continue to try to have more people on, um, there is uh, a few people in the works that I want to interview to talk about what they're passionate about. Um, there's a lady that goes to my wife's gym who um is doing great with her workout plan and with her diet plan and and she's inspirational and she has a side business and I kind of want to help promote her um Brianne if you're listening i'm a i'm a big I'm a big fan and I want you to do great things and I think you can help other people do great things. And if nothing else, I at least want to give you a platform where you can introduce people to what it is you do, because uh, I think you're amazing. Um, if anybody out there knows Josh West, give him a hard time and ask him, "Hey, where's your podcast, buddy? We're still waiting. I'm still waiting to to promote you, man. I want to have you on and I want to talk to you and I want to I want to do this thing." Um. So yeah, that's it. Oh. Check out Brandon Heckle's new, new uh, episode of Organic Phrases if you've got any availability to that. He's got a new episode four out, I think. i got to check it out too. Honestly, I'm just backlogged. I will tell you what I did watch this past week on Netflix because I know a lot of you are like, What did you watch on Netflix? I watched Glow. Now, for those of you who don't know, Glow stands for Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. Okay. During the eighties, wrestling was really popular. Men's wrestling was really popular. But somebody got the idea of why don't we put women wrestling on TV? Seems legit, right? Especially nowadays, twenty eighteen, you would think that kind of stuff would come back. This is an interesting show to put on Netflix because it in a way has to be somewhat of a documentary, but also like a dramatized documentary. Because they're trying to make a show, I get that. But man, it is good. It is really good. There's two seasons right now that's on there. And I blew through two seasons in a matter of a week. I mean, there's like ten episodes apiece. I blew through it. It's fun. It's a fun show to watch. Uh, there is a couple of shows out right now that I want to watch. Ozarks. The Ozarks. Episode, uh, season 2 is out. I want to watch that. I'm a huge fan of the Ozarks. I'm a huge fan of of the first season. The first season was amazing. Um, I think it's some of the best television I've watched in a long time. Um, I'm going to watch that. And also, Amazon has their own content. And they just came out with... Uh, what's the guy? the Tom Clancy's... Uh... What's the thing? You guys know. I know right now somebody's like, Yeah, dude, we're already watching it. It's this show. Yeah, okay. Good for you. What's the name of it? Tom Clancy's... I don't know. It's the new thing that's out. It just came out the same day as the Ozarks. Jack Ryan. I had to bring it up on my phone. Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan. It's got a comedian dude playing like the main role. Um, he's, like, not a comedian, but he's, like, a comedic actor. Anyway, it looks good. The previews make it look awesome. The, I know when the books were out, the books were wildly popular. So, there's two of them to check out. I'm gonna end this now. That's it. We did it. Congratulations. You hung around with me. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening if you don't hear it anywhere else, I love you guys. If you need some Jesus in your life, go check out newspring.cc. We'll have our sermon online, live. You can click on and just watch it. You know, like background noise. Like with me. I know all you guys are listening to me right now is background noise. But no, seriously. We do have a good sermon. Every now and then you need some Jesus in your life. So... Uh, The Carolina Gamecocks played today and the Clemson Tigers played today. Both of them won. Of course, they were both playing cupcake teams. But good for you guys. I still don't have regular TV. I'm still not watching regular TV. But I do have to figure out how to watch college football because I'm a huge fan. So with that being said, I'm done. Peace out. Y'all be good to one another. And uh, say hey. Make a friend. Maybe I could be a friend. You never know. Alison Rosen is your new best friend. That's a different podcast. Bye-bye.